0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Chris Harrington to joins me now. now.
1: Chris, what are we listening to? It's uh, Portland Water by my favorite uh, hippie beatnik folk singer, Michael Hurley. Um, you know, Portland and Memphis Water, I guess one thing we have in common. Uh, well, let's uh, let's discuss the Portland Trailblazers.
0: They are in town tonight and tomorrow, and uh, what's the state of that franchise?
1: Um, You know, they drafted. I have not been keeping close eye on Portland, I have to admit. Scoot- I, I know that they lost. They went 0 for, for February, I believe. Right. They went um, for I, Scoot Henderson has not had a very good rookie season. You know, he's a rookie point guard who who didn't have a lot of experience coming in, so, you know, way too soon to close the, the book on him, but has not had a particularly good rookie season. I do think there's real questions about like you know how good a player is he going to be like you know he could be Russell Westbrook or he could be Emmanuel Mudiay like right, you know it right. can really go either direction right and so there's a real question there about what he's going to be um, the the DeAndre Ayton thing has been a disappointment or at least maybe it's, maybe it's been, maybe it's been a predictable disappointment but right. it's been a disappointment. Um, they never traded Jeremy Grant. He's still yeah, hanging he's around. Still Does Grant Anthony there. Simons make sense? Does, can Chauncey Billups coach? Like I, I don't know. He's kind of
0: still shading sharp. Shane Sharp's good. Like yeah.
1: that'd be the one thing I would sort of believe in going forward with him the most probably. Um, and then Robert Williams is hurt, right? Yeah. And, and and hurt in a way that they they should have tried to flip
0: him for whatever they could way back when they yeah. when they acquired him and people right. were hot on getting him here in Memphis in fact. yes yes <laughs> I, I was not one of those you were not but, one yeah. of those people who right. I recall. Well, got, is Malcolm Brogdon hurt too? See, he, I mean he's usually hurt. He's, so I don't I don't, I don't I don't know. He's like, perpetually like, at the moment. hurt. Right. We haven't checked in. Um, I I think I'm not I'm not motivated to try to catch the. We talked about this yesterday. Yeah. Good luck the Blazers. Good luck with that. But I think. A split would be fine, you know. I, you know, you don't, you don't want to catch Toronto on the other side or whatever, so right. um, whatever. We'll see. Uh, we'll see tonight. What do you think of the uh, how would, you, how would you judge the two giveaways these two days? Um, this I'm holding them up so Chris can see them, yeah, but the, I'm not giving them the, to him, yeah, cause the, only because he's moving, so I don't right, want right, to burden right. him.
1: The, yeah. the 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 figurine stuff the is little just, grizz it's not it's not it's not for me, you know, it's yeah. for kids or like you right. know, grown-ups who like to collect. Do you have a like Stephen Adams shirt? I don't. I don't get this stuff. So no, I don't I get it. They don't get radio people. Yeah, this, I, I yeah. don't. The Steven Adams shirt was better. No, no offense to John Morant, but. The Steven Adams shirt, A, the blue is better. I, I like the blue, blue better than, than the, the pink. pink. And then the Steven Adams face was much more prominent, I believe, on the Stephen Adams shirt. You can't Adams really – you shirt.
0: have to look for the jaw. Yeah, really – it's
1: almost like a Where's Waldo situation uh, <laughs> on the jaw. Still, good. Lots of flowers for some reason. Is this – you know, are they – this is another tribute to the Rose City, Portland coming in, Still, I guess. Still, it's good, though. I mean, you would say it's – like, you would like this. Sure, yeah, I mean, I – You know, covet it. It
0: wouldn't fit me, but yeah. Right, okay. Um, all right, so there you go. Um,
1: you had a mailbag today, happily. Quarterly mailbag. I decided a couple years ago to do them quarterly rather than monthly or whatever. And so this, this weekend is the quarter point of the season.
0: Um... It is funny. I was trying to think. Like, there have been multiple 22-win seasons that this team has had. So this is a better—this this, yes. this team will end up with more wins than the worst Memphis versions of the Goods. Sidney right? Lowe wishes he could coach this team. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if this version—I don't know if he's wishing to coach this right, version right. of the team. But um, I don't recall a year that it felt any more
1: meaningless, though. Man, the year, the year. Well, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I think that's recency bias. The year, that, the year that true. um they ended up drafting Jaron. I yeah. think they lost eighteen, nineteen in a row at one point. Like that was like. Tanking. But maybe then I was into the tank at least. They, yeah, well, there then, was something. There was something t- else was, to root for. That was a better draft. That yeah. the, and they, they were. They took active measures to improve their draft yeah, situation so in a I way was, that they're not right now. And I cared in a way yeah. that I...
0: I've definitely cared about the tank in a serious... <laughs> right, I mean, right. Remember how mad people were that they didn't trade, trade Tyreek Evans? And it was less... Part of it because, like, there was a, there was an asset to be had, maybe, if they had traded it, him. And part it, of it was because we don't want him around winning games. Yeah, it turns
1: out I don't think there was he much of an really. ad, asset to be had. You don't and think there was any? Like, didn't they say there second? A, they may have been able to get some kind of phantom. I, my understanding is that it was like phantom second-round picks, like, you know, or like, you know, pick number 50 kind of thing. Which is not to say they shouldn't have gone ahead and done that. Right. There, was, there was weirdness going on behind the scenes with Tyreek Evans, I'm not entirely sure what it all well, the, was about. The other
0: thing, though, that was really frustrating to fans was the explanation that leaked out. It's that apparently Chris Wallace went to Tyreek. Well, don't you think you're worth a first-round pick? And I think I think it was messaging that really upset people a lot, too. Okay. Uh, and I, I think people wanted... Then when people were really invested in the tank. Correct. And I think in a way that... that, that well, some were
1: invested and some were some mad were not, about some it. Some were mad about it. Yes, yeah, exactly. Right. Some were really mad about
0: it. Um... Um, and this time, it it yeah it feels, uh, it feels pretty. It all feels pretty meaningless. But um, all right. So uh, among the questions, and I won't I won't we won't do all of them here. Among the questions um, that you are asked, I already asked uh, Jeffrey this one: um, How many players currently on the roster, healthy or not, uh, could you see could be, would be. Productive members of a Western Conference final rotation, so it wasn't predictive as much as it was quality, right? Isn't it? How do you interpret this question? I don't. I'm confused by your question. Well, the question was the the question that Matt. Uh, no, I, like I, I asked. understand. his question. Yeah. It's yours well, that I'm confused about. The, the question about. was: Was it? Are you predicting who was going to be on, or who was good enough to be on such a roster?
1: Yeah, you're saying. You're basically saying, sort of, who do you have confidence in? Right now, who do uh-huh. you have confidence, confidence in that can be in a competitive, right. competitive rotation that you know that deep into the playoffs next? Right. season? It is nothing to do about
0: whether they will or won't be like whether they'll trademark. It's just are they good enough to be? Confidence is to be. Anyway, who who do you and and there? Who do you say who's who is? Who do you have I said to be part if, of if
1: you stipulate rotation? Brandon Clark is healthy a year from now, which I think he will be by that point, healthy and you know back to normal or whatever normal is going to be which I think will be good enough. I, I think I, I can – there's only six I can feel comfortable with. And that's, you know, the three obvious, the big three. Marcus Martin, been there, done that. Um, Brandon Clark, also been there, done that, not at the Western Conference Finals level, but at a productive right. playoff level. And, you know, and maybe I'm being presumptive on Vince Williams, but I've been presumptive on Vince, presumptive on Vince Williams all season, and I, I given the level of defense he plays. I have full faith in him at that level. And then that's, that's the end of the list for me where I'm certain – now, some people may be certain on canard. Maybe the Grizzlies are certain on canard. I just look at that, and I wonder about... The thing about playoff basketball As you go through multiple rounds and you get deep, and you can watch it happen, play out in the spring. It becomes an exercise in tossing things overboard to keep the ship from sinking. It, like it, Things change in a hurry in the playoff in playoff basketball. You saw with, with Taylor Jenkins, Yank, and Steven Adams after one right. game in a playoff series. I wonder about... John Morant and Luke Kennard both in a in a rotation in a, at a conference finals level and whether that's sustainable, sustainable defensively or does it give the opponent too many targets to pick at, you know? Right. Um,
0: so he has a question uh, for you. By the way, on the Stephen Adams thing, because later on there's a question about you got into why they traded Stephen Adams again. We sort of uh, revisited that. Yeah. You have know, a question about why they did that. And and one of the questions was playability in the playoffs. Um, yeah, Zach Kleiman brought that up himself. He brought that up himself. Yeah. Is that, but is it with a lot of this stuff, isn't it matchup situational? Yes.
1: Like it's, he's, yes. he's not by definition not playable no, in no, the playoffs. No, it no, is, it is matchup situational. But I think one, one thing they would say is it is at least that. Right. You're not playing matchups on Desmond Bain on the, in the playoffs. He's, right. just playing, right. Right? He's just playing, right? And so, is, is Stephen. You got players who are playing, period, and players who you don't feel good about, and players who are matchup dependent, right? right? And I think Steven Adams, even before the injury, was sort of in the matchup dependent pile when you talked about playoff basketball.
0: And in fact, the six who you named are not matchup dependent. Like whatever, no. they're, they're not necessarily giant roles. Who knows what that? What Vince Williams? But but he's not mad. He you can play against anyone. To the extent, he can he be Vince Williams he, against anyone, he
1: can play defense against any team in the playoffs. Is my belief. And you right. start with if 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 you can check that box, I think you can play.
0: The only guy who can't play defense against anyone is Jaw, like of your six, yeah, yeah. right? And he's a genius, so, and he's and he's a genius. So you, you all right? So that means you're saying eh on Luke and no on yeah. I'm not saying definitively no on Luke, but I can't put him in the and, definitive yes right. box. You said eh on yeah, and then and then you said no on Zaire
1: Santi, which is disappointing, honestly. And um which is not not Jake, surprising in Laravia. It's and not La to say that one of those players, Santi being the most likely, one of those players doesn't get there by a year from now. But if right. I'm looking at my team today and saying, what do I know I can count on in deep playoff basketball a year from now? To me, there's only six guys I feel like I know I can count on. And even, I'm even, again, being presumptuous with Vince Williams on that. And then Gigi was the other. And it. it, 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 it too soon. He, too he might get there a year from now, but I can't th- today say absolutely he's in my rotation in a conference finals. A year
0: so, from what now. this suggests is if you have six players who you are confident could play at that level, I want to go into you season, need next more. season with more. Yes. <laughs> yes that's you need right.
1: two more. Yeah, I, I I would be comfortable going into next season feeling good about seven, and then right. you have a journey to get. You have a whole season to get there, right? Whether you get there with internal improvement or you make trades right, at the deadline exactly. or whatever, it could be GG, could be. Whomever. And by the way, right. as I point out, the Nuggets only had six last year, but those six all stayed healthy for every single playoff game, and then they had the best player in the world. So six was enough for them. I don't think this six is enough for the Grizzlies. Okay, so uh, and obviously the other player who has to be
0: playable in a rotation level at that level is got to be the person that you play next to, uh, someone who you play next to, to Jared. You need a third big. You, get, yeah, you, you, third. you
1: got Jared and you got Brandon. You need, need
0: at least one more. Yeah. All right, so then I'm going to skip ahead. Uh, again, this is from Chris's mailbag that I have tweeted out. Uh, we haven't gotten into the great... Uh, center search column yet, but you touched on it in this mail. Bar. We waded into the water a You waded bit. into the water a little bit here, and, uh, and a couple names came up. The first one was the name that has been kicked around a lot over the past week on social media, and it is Nick Claxton. Your thoughts on whether he is a likely target, a likely future Grizz, whether he will be that eighth player.
1: I think there are context clues there that, that there are fans who are connecting the context clues, but I think that connection, I, I'm guessing... Is mostly wish casting at this point, which if you don't know, that's sort of a modern coinage about when you interpret information in the, in the way that is more, most favorable to what you want to see happen kind of thing. There are a lot of issues there and more than I even went into in my answer. But I, I'd start with he's 25 years old, starting center, good starting center, um, and headed into unrestricted free agency. I think he's he's not looking to come out of this without like a major contract. And man, I'm not, I'm not. talking about a max, but I'm right. talking about like an eighty, hundred million, hundred plus million. I just don't see the Grizzlies wanting to make that level of commitment to that spot on their roster right now. And also, I don't see him as a great fit for the team. Which is not to say that I wouldn't take him like for the right price or whatever. I'm not, or I'm dismissive about it. But to me, I would put Nick Nick Claxton for multiple reasons in the more far fetched bucket. And whether because they're interested, in how would they make it happen? Well, it would have to be a sign and trade. I mean, because the mid level is not going to be enough. Yeah, you and they have to they have to they have to to endeavor to even have the full mid level. You know that you're getting rid of Luke Kennard, you're doing even other stuff, right? Mid-level. So it's costing. Right. So a that would cost you that. So but so if it's not that, and the, even if you did that, it's not enough. So it's going to have to be a sign and trade. So at that point, like he has to force his way here. The Nets have to want to play along, which means you know you got to at least give them something they want, you know, and then you have to be willing to pay the market value contract. There's just so many boxes that have to be checked to even get to that point. And then at that point, it's like, okay. Is he worth it? And why is not he a fit? I think that he's very defensively, his strength is he's more of a defensive player than an offensive player. The Grizzlies are stronger fundamentally on defense than offense. They need more offense than defense, which doesn't necessarily mean scoring, as we've seen with Steven Adams. He impacted the offense with scoring. I don't know how Claxton impacts the offense other than he can catch lobs. There's some of that there. But he he can't space the floor. He's not a great screener. He's not a great passer. He's a really good defensive player. But he's a really good defensive player with a very thin frame. And so, to me, you are sort of duplicating Jaron a little bit. And so, like, I think he'd be good. I wouldn't turn him down if you if you right. told me you could just sign him for the mid level or whatever. Right. But I, I don't see. I am not sure the, the I don't know what, what cliche I am looking for. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth the, it's worth the cost. You know.
0: Okay. Well, then another name that was brought up in the mailbag uh, was. Evan Mobley,
1: of all people. Evan
0: Mobley, we cast our eyes to Cleveland, where yeah. they do have a— I don't know if it's a surfeit of bigs,
1: but they have multiple Well, bigs. they have two really good starting bigs, and they have questions about whether they can coexist. And that's Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. Uh, the question was about Evan Mobley. I, I think there's pretty much zero chance your Grizzlies are going to acquire Evan Mobley. I think there's a slim, very slim, but non-zero chance that the other guy there, Jared Allen, could be someone. I think, again, that's a situation that's—I would also put that in the far-fetched category— but there's a difference far-fetched and it's just off the board, right? right. Like, Nikola Jokic is not a universal <laughs> player I'm considering, right? Like, Nick Claxton, Jared Allen, they're at least on the edges of the universe, I right. mean, think about, right? And so I think if they – I could see the situation in Cleveland going in a way that they decide this summer not to blow it up but to significantly reshuffle it. And so if, if, if Donovan Mitchell, is widely rumored, ask for a trade – I could see them saying, okay, let's reshuffle this around the two of our four core guys, the two youngest, Darius Garland and Evan Mobley. Right. I could see them blowing, like breaking it in half and reforming their team around Garland and Mobley, in which case maybe Jared Allen is available for a pretty hefty price, but one I might be willing to pay. And what do you have? You've got multiple firsts, basically. Well, let's see where your draft is. see where your draft And that's the key. If you jump into the top four, suddenly, even right. though this draft is not great, like if you had the first, second, third pick, like that has some value,
0: you know? And they'll get another big to put next to Evan Mobley and Alex so, whatever. Right, right, it's, right. It's, um, um, all right. And then they asked, have you, been
1: paying more attention to the, uh, have you been paying more attention to college basketball? I have not begun the active effort of really watching guys. I, I, I'm a little busy um, with right. stuff right now. But, I mean, I, I'm very conversant in terms of reading stuff and listening to right. pods. I'm very conversant in all these players. I just haven't formed my own opinions about them yet. All right. And then the final one that I'm going to touch on,
0: well, there's two uh there's there's two more first I'll ask you that this one first there were there were I, I wasn't quite certain how this came to be but there were you ranked the following things into the most to least likely and yeah, and yeah, that was a the question that, 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 they, 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 they they all appeared like this and then you yeah, had yeah. to rank them yeah. like this you said well, i was asked to rank them you so were asked to rank okay, which of, the question. which of these things service journalism is most or least likely and i'm gonna I'm just going to throw out the things first and then I'll tell you the order Uh, that they will trade their pick, uh, that Marcus will be back, that uh, that uh, um, Kennard will be back, that Zaire will be back, that they'll keep the pick and that Brandon Clark will be back. So you are most likely of all those things was that Brandon Clark will be back.
1: Yeah, I think they like Brandon Clark. They have a multiple-year contract on Brandon Clark, and I think his trade value is pretty minimal coming off the injury. So I don't pretty see, confident he'll be. Yeah, happy. I don't. I, I mean, if there is a trade to be had and that's a contract match, the other teams want to take that as a contract match, maybe. But I, I think that's pretty, I think it's pretty likely he's back.
0: Second most likely is that Marcus Smart is
1: back. Yeah, they only like Marcus Smart. They're not looking to trade Marcus Smart at all. Again, if the right. If some major deal comes up and you're trading for a player making 20, 25 million, you $25 A, you have to match contracts, and B, you have to match contracts for legal reasons, NBA legal reasons, and B, you have to match contracts because you you're not adding $20 million to your payroll. <laughs> right. And so the, in that scenario, maybe Marcus Smart gets moved, but they're not, I don't think they're looking to move Marcus Smart.
0: Okay. The next most, most likely is that uh, Kennard is back. Yeah, I struggled
1: with that. At that point in the list, I started to struggle it gets a little, little different. bit. Like yeah. the first two, you felt quite right. confident, right. right? Um, they have the team option on him. I they've said they really like him, and I think they've. I think they are saying what they believe. I think they really like him. I think they want to see. They traded for him because they want to see him in the mix with Desmond Bain and John Morant, and see how that shooting and spacing works with those guys. And they just haven't been able to see it because of the suspensions and injuries. And so I think they would still like to see it. I just, I do the math, and I know that something, there may be a push that comes to shove on all this. So that one, you're finally getting into, it's not just, it,
0: it, there's a, some, not likelihood that he won't, but there's a real possibility. Yeah. Lots of different yep. situations where he would not be back. Um,
1: okay, your fourth most likely is that
0: Zaire will be back.
1: He's under contract. Um, I You know, I I think there is still some reason to think even though fans are out on him, that he could be a useful back into the rotation player at least. He's been a little bit better of late without the help of John Morant. You know, you another summer under his belt. You get job back. You are he's under contract. I think they would definitely trade him, um, but I don't think people are going to actively seek him out. And so, so you
0: just the only way he, he gets traded if he need, if the contract needs to be bundled up and shipped somewhere, right? Yeah. Right. Um, okay. And then are the other
1: two tied? Yeah. The, I, well, The, my the other thing, two are my pick think, traded or pick yeah. cap. My thing, that, that that's an either-or thing, and I think it's a right-on-the-line either-or thing. I think it's a coin flip thing. And so each of the, the four player questions to me are tilt above 50%. Yeah. The draft thing, it's like 50-50. I, I, I think they're – they're normally you would say it's more likely you keep the pick, but Zach Kleiman has traded – he's traded picks in the first round more, than, more frequently, frequently right. than he's kept them, and I think – you take his tendency, and then you add to his tendency. It just makes sense for them to be looking to move the pick, you know,
0: either yeah, out they, or they down or it. up they, or something, they, you know. They, yeah,
1: because they need a big, and because
0: he said this is our. Ma-. I think I would. I would if I had to say which is more likely. I would say it's more likely that they trade.
1: Than, that, they keep? that they keep. Yeah, yeah. I, I in mean, it, some way, well, it, 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 we don't know where the pick is. Yeah, at it this could point. be down three. You know, it could. Be, I almost feel like if they move up in the draft, they're even more likely to trade it. They're even more likely. Cause That's sort of that the way I feel viable. right now because I I think the players there is no tr- hard consensus on this draft, but the degree there is, the players higher up are the least likely to help them next season. I feel like the way this draft is set right. up, you know, I, I think the players up top are. I think they're, they're they're more likely to pick someone at eight eight or nine who will be in the rotation next season right. than one or two almost. You know? Yeah. Even the the only big who is projected to go that high if you go up to the it's top sorry, four, sore. He sorry. seems the least equipped to step in next season. And I, not
0: really the kind of player right. you want next to Jaron anyway. Right. Like even yeah. So um all right. And then finally uh the the, the non basketball question that you field and then there are other basketball questions that you can uh that you can read in the mailbag. Uh again I've tweeted it out. The non basketball question is best place to eat at Crosstown Concourse, yeah, one one of the non basketball
1: questions, but yeah, I mean, apparently. Oh yeah, there was another. Book. My, my brand is strong; people yeah. know that I no, like out to eat at Crosstown Concourse, and I like to eat. To eat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily the most frequent that I what I do, but the, certainly the one I would recommend the most, and I would say my favorite is Global Cafe, which is it. It, it it changes, doesn't it? It re- it, it, it has the several way times. the way it's set up, and it's changed a little bit in terms of I think COVID changed it, and hasn't fully changed back. It used to be. It's set up as almost a small food court, right? You have the three stalls, and each stall is a different country or nationality or cuisine. And initially, you would walk up to each of the three stalls and order at the stalls. That's not how it works anymore. You order either at your seat or at the register or on your phone or whatever, and then the food is being prepared. But you can still see, like, the three separate places. And I don't—I'm trying to remember because it it has changed over the years time to time. But— um, so I don't wanna, I don't want to misrepresent what specific country, but there's like a Middle Eastern you know oriented one and there's, there's a more a South American Central American oriented one and then there's a, another that may be African you know yeah. and so.
0: Yeah, it's really good.
1: Every time I've been there, there's also there's an Abner's, right? Isn't it Abner's,
0: what's, is it chicken, an Abner's? There's an is Abner's. There's very very good chicken tenders. There's a is Farm the burger burgers, still it, there? Burger's good there. burger place. And now the 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 place that sells sandwiches, that the deli sort of place. Mad Mad Grocer. That, I've that, heard that, the new sandwich guy, like those are good.
1: Yes, I think it's upgraded the quality of the of the of the prepared foods in the grocery store. Yes. Uh so there you go.
0: All right, Chris, appreciate it. Thanks. It's Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphis.